Get out your handkerchiefs and prepare to feel inspired as shit. Because this episode, we're inviting devout listener and fellow weirdo Priscilla into the podloft. And by golly, can she string a motivational sentence together better than we ever could. In part one, Priscilla dives into her ADHD diagnosis journey and all the ways it's changed her life so far, her ADHD strengths and needs, and how her neurofibromatosis, a comorbidity of ADHD, impacted her growing up. We're also talking Lil accomplishments, pet nutrition, addiction, and whatever else pops into our quirky little brains. Next week, we're getting silly with segs in part two. But for now, come join the first half of our wonderful conversation with Priscilla, where she'll give you a much-needed positive reframe on your ADHD traits and inspire you to turn your dreams into goals, whether you want to or not. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together, we're weirds of a feather. Weirds of a I'm coming off a rough week at the hospital, so I'm like wildly dysregulated. So I've been stimming yes. a bunch. Yep. Driving mm-hmm. Grace insane. But and with that, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh I wish I had a warm-up question, but I well, feel like that's a good first, should we uh first let me introduce the podcast. Oh, uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a yeah, great idea. Let's start with that. Okay. Welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Grace. And I'm your host, Kristen. And today we have a very special guest with us. A special guest for a special episode. Yes, Priscilla. Do you want to say hi? Hey, everybody. How you doing? I don't know why. I just asked how everyone's doing. (laughs) All right. And now we wait for the response. Yep. They'll respond in the polls. Yes. How are you doing? Good or bad? We'll take (laughs) a poll question. (laughs) Let us know. Uh, Yeah, Priscilla, we are psyched to have you join us. And you are our first guest who isn't like either related to us or like in our immediate friend group, which is exciting. Romantically connected or or, um, friendship connected. Grew up together. (laughs) Friendship connected. Yeah. So how does that feel? Does that make you uh, nervous or do you feel like pretty confident and like, I got this? Um, Well, first of all, I feel honored. Thank you for having me. And honestly, I thought I was going to be nervous because I don't normally do stuff like this, but really not. So I'm just super stoked to be here. You seem pretty cool and collected that and makes i do I, I do apologize if my, if my dog starts barking oh, oh that's please. Right. oh yeah. <laughs> the podcast yeah, of my we... dog interrupting us that's a, which may happen this episode too yeah she's <laughs> usually <laughs> once an episode today. Yeah. yes i know it's like a lot to put to have you like give us an elevator pitch of just like who you are and what your deal is but like maybe how said, you found out about us yeah and because maybe- it all comes back to me Yes. Okay. How did you find out about us? How'd you join our flock? And I guess, yeah, who you are and kind of what your deal is. All right. Um, so I am Priscilla and I got my ADHD diagnosis last May. 
And I actually found out or started questioning whether or not I have ADHD is I was actually listening to Tracy's show Mm -hmm. and I was a regular of listening to her show every single week. And then you came on the show and I was just like, huh, this sounds like a great show. So I started (laughs) listening and honestly, it's just like every single Thursday, I keep waiting for it to air and I'm just like, oh shit. Immediately, (laughs) immediately draw something. I will buy you a new fidget. Sorry, it's okay. I just broke. I broke a fidget. Damn it! All right, yeah, sorry, Kristen. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. And um, she was gushing about us, Kristen. I know. I I feel bad. Sorry. The first episode I listened, and the even the theme song, the whole like seamless socks. I'm just like, oh my god, that's me. So I was hooked right away, and just. A devout listener now. Oh, oh that means so much. Yay, oh, we're so thank glad you so much. Have in our flock. And it was very brave of you to reach out to us and say, like, I have this topic I could talk about on the podcast, and I would love to come on. Like that, I feel like all the guests we've had on so far, we've kind of had to like drag on, not drag on, but no, like, it was a drag on. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. they're like, I don't know, like, oh, I'm nervous, and you were just like, yes, let's do this. Like, I love that. I love that you just like came in with this. I'm confident, and I want to do this and come on the show. And yeah, we're just like so psyched to have you here and so psyched that you reached out. And I'm glad I could hook you when I was on Tracy's show because I don't, not that I thought we would have like a huge, we did get a lot of followers from that. It's but it's most of our followers are from that. A good, yeah, a good, yeah, a good solid chunk. Yes. And the rest are from the hospital I work at. <laughs> but it's funny that although thousands and thousands of people have probably listened to that episode, we've gotten like a few hundred, but it's like, we are we're definitely niche yeah so the ones that like we hook with our song and our weirdness i guess uh our song in our hearts yeah our song in our hearts those are like very much our people and i know absolutely and anytime i uh since i got my diagnosis i've made so many friends with adhd and i'm always like hey have you heard this podcast yet and i'm just telling i'm telling everybody about you guys free marketing right there (laughs) yeah so how have you been able to wait a minute oh well, I just wanted to ask real quick how you've been able to connect with other ADHDers, and then we'll and then we're gonna do we a- gotta do little accomplishments. Okay, sorry, I'm getting carried okay. away. All right, I know because right, I, I we'll know once it. we start, we're not gonna stop. You're right. You're right. All right, all right. <laughs> save okay. it, Priscilla. God, okay. hold hold <laughs> on to that thought. All right, let's go. Should we? Can we do the song for little accomplishments? Oh, did you want to do a war- question or are we warmed up? I'm warmed up. All right, you warm, Priscilla. I'm pretty warmed up. All okay. right, we're all toasty. So yeah, maybe we should do our the little accomplishments. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you know this? Are you familiar with the song, Priscilla? I am. Okay. <laughs> little, little accomplishments, but big, big in our hearts. hearts. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a round. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, we probably have a bit, little bit of a lag. That's okay. I do have a confession to make. So I listen to all of my podcasts in 1.5 times speed. That, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. We're not offended. So like for the last three or four episodes before I knew I was coming on here, I listened to to like regular speed just so that I'm like, why are they talking so slow? (laughs) (laughs) All right. We did. I think the song is good, right? The song's good. And now we are on to little accomplishments. Yes. All right. Priscilla, do you want to start with your little accomplishment? Why don't we start with yours? All All right. right. What have have you accomplished? This is huge for me because this happens all the time. But I finally cleared the 100 plus tabs that I had on 
Chrome on nice. my phone. Oh my and, God. Nice. And I deleted over 64,000 emails from my Gmail Whoa. account. What? Oh my God. Yeah, Does your phone that's... run so much faster now? The mail's not that bad because that doesn't really affect it too much, but I was at like 98% storage on my Gmail. Oh, jeez. And like I had emails dating back to like 2014. So oh I was like, it's about time to delete those. And fun You never fact, know when you're going to need them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, maybe I'll need to know what I bought back in 2014. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but fun fact, when you have over 99 tabs open on Chrome on your phone, you get a little smiley face. Ooh. Oh. Smiley face of shame or is it an accomplishment to make? I feel like that's a feat. And like, mm, you're doing some Let's just say it's research. an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah it's all an accomplishment uh, well congratulations so, that is thanks. huge that's amazing wow I can't even imagine deleting that many emails no, be, no I, look, I had to google it and how to do it really quickly because okay, or else so I would have just yeah it was like a mass delete but yeah. still I was I was very proud of myself for doing that yeah that's huge I mean I think I have like 40,000 and uh sometimes I'll go through like a little hyper focus for an hour and get rid of things but I just feel like feels insurmountable like what's the yeah. point i have so many yeah yeah exactly well i'm really proud of you and i hope someday i can do the same follow in your footsteps maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> we'll see Kristen, why don't you tell us what your little accomplishment was? yeah i uh as we know i've recently joined the peloton cult oh uh, yes and uh i've been i've been taking the the baby classes you can actually find me on peloton i'm Kay stanhop we can follow each other but I, I bumped myself up from a regular beginner class to a 30-minute advanced beginner class this morning. Wow. And boy, do I feel it. Yeah. My buns are toasty <laughs> and my thighs are weak. <laughs> but they'll be stronger by morning. Uh, maybe. If I can walk, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah. That's a big Congrats. Woop, woop. Uh, Grace, yes. what is your little accomplishment? Uh, what is my little accomplishment? Oh, that's right. Uh, so Ian and I have been trying to figure out this friggin' color for the living room for the longest time. We wanted to paint it a bold color. We had to find the exact right tone. And we finally picked one, made a goddamn decision, and bought the paint for it. And Ian and I painted the first coat of it this morning. So I'm proud of that. Finally did it. I love the color. It looks so good. It looks so cozy. Thank you. It's like a deep, like, Plum. Burgundy, burgundy plum, burgundy plum, burgundy plum, a plum. There's like not really a great word for it. I feel like. What's is, the color name? It's gooseberry. No, it's gooseberry. Okay, color. yeah, color yeah. of a gooseberry. <laughs> yeah, of course, that common course. berry that we all know and love. Yeah, I always cry every time I try to decorate, so I can't wait to start that journey. Like yeah, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a disappointment with trying to paint the kitchen green and bought all the paint for it. And uh, disappointment for you. It. Yeah, gave the paint to Kristen. I'm gonna use that paint. Her aesthetic and not mine. I'm more of a gothic jewel tone, and I am not. Yes. Well, I like it. It's just not for my house. Yeah. But yeah, I I did it. I finally painted a coat, and I love it, and I love the color, and I'm very happy with it, and I'm happy with myself, honestly. How do you? Thank you. It's hard. It's really hard to paint yourself. Yes. It's, yeah. And especially if you're worried it's like not going to come out right or not going to be the way you like it. It's hard to like get yourself to do it. It's like the trust the process. Yes. You know? I cannot trust the process. Well, and also you have to do the whole like taping everything and just, it's a See, lot. We're playing, we're playing it wild. We're playing fast. <laughs> I don't think any tape was used. No, I was just edging. Because even if I do tape it, it I'm 
I don't know, somehow it leaks under there still. So I'm like, I might as well just freehand it. Although the sloppier parts were Ian. I'm a better uh You have to linesman. repaint your ceiling. Oh well yeah. Yeah. That, part, yeah, <laughs> that was Ian. But we're gonna um, touch up with white, but all right, yeah. I did it though. <laughs> Go me. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Um, now to the meat of our podcast. Yeah, I was thinking, should we do like a little transition? Sure. Before, into I, I love the transitions. I just every time I always I'm I'm so unprepared. I'm always unprepared. Priscilla, do you have any uh, transition ideas? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Literally I don't think I do. Nothing. Well, in some ways, is this not a transition right this here? This is. This is. Probably this is. Meta transition. The, what seems like our longest transition. No, it just feels long in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> It'll play out seamlessly. And people will be like, wow, that was wow, a great Wow, what a great transition yeah. that they did. <laughs> yep. When in actuality, no. All right. All right. Well, welcome back from that transition. Let's get into the meat. Into the meat. Boom, boom. It is the meat. I think it's oh, no. what we came I, up I, with last <laughs> I hate that. Um, well, it, it is it's, what it is. Because I, I don't like Arby's. Oh, I don't either. That's why I think can it's... we say it's vegan meat? Ooh. So I can feel a little bit better. Okay. Are you vegan? I am vegan almost 15 oh. years. Wow. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's impressive. That is impressive. Thanks. I don't. I could never have the willpower, I honestly. I don't know how to cook, so I, I feel like that it requires a lot of like knowledge. Yeah, I feel like you have to put a lot more work. In, right i'm guessing to- not really it's honestly super easy i prepped our dinner before this so that way when my husband gets home all he has to do is stick it in the oven it took me 15 minutes to prep a meatloaf oh wow what do you, what do you oh, make your how do you make out? a meatloaf chopped onions some tvp which is like basically textured vegetable protein which is like crumbly like those like boca crumbles and beyond oh, yeah, crumbles. Yeah, yeah. okay yeah with like seasonings a little bit of breadcrumbs in there, some flour, and then just stick it in the oven. That sounds delicious. That it's, sounds, it's really great. I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah, I guess Yeah, I guess it's not necessarily just about being a vegan is difficult. It's like just Cook, cooking meals in general is difficult and I don't in general do it. Yeah. So from, super difficult. Yeah, if I can't like grab a Hot Pocket sometimes. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. You have to have your safe foods. Yep. Right. Absolutely. All right, uh, are yeah. we into this meatless, uh, meat, let's call it the meatless meatloaf. Meatless, I love it. Of the episode. The meatless meatloaf of the episode, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is ADHD Learning Corner. Yeah. We were hoping, Priscilla, you could, I think you already kind of touched upon it in the very beginning of the episode, but if you could kind of chat about, you know, your beginnings with ADHD, like when were you diagnosed and, and how was that process like? Were you always suspicious or did something suddenly happened and you're like maybe this is ADHD and then how was the uh how was the whole like diagnosis process all right answer no, those abs- 12 questions yeah absolutely I mean I printed out the uh, little outline he gave me and I I had to put little bullet notes because I know I would forget something if I didn't do that yeah. um so I, I, I was diagnosed you. back in May of 2022 oh nice and I went to therapy. I started going to therapy again for the first time in a pretty long time because honestly, I was like, am I autistic? I'm like, Mm. and still to this day, I'm like, maybe there is because it's all a spectrum. Yeah. But once I started going and honestly, because of social media, even doing just a lot of research and reading a whole bunch of things, 
I slowly started to read more about ADHD and especially ADHD in women. Mm-hmm. And the more I read about it, and that's when I started listening to Tracy's show. And it was just like this epiphany. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is what I have. This explains my entire childhood, my entire life, like even as a teenager, as an adult in my 20s and to now. And I'm just like, wow, like, I don't know how no one caught on really early, but then like learning more, I'm like, oh, I was masking my entire life. Been there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's the hardest one. And I think once I got my diagnosis, I really started coming to like who I truly am and getting comfortable with myself, the way my brain thinks, the way I act. And it truly was a really freeing experience for me because it kind of just allowed me to recognize that the way I feel doesn't make me weird, doesn't make me like anything, but it just makes me who I am. And it allowed me to kind of just be able to adapt my life and Mm -hmm. what I do on a daily basis and just recognize my traits that ADHD is the cause of a lot of them. And it was just a huge self-acceptance thing for myself. Nice. Oh, that's wonderful. It's beautiful. Oh, and uh, on the whole diagnosis thing is I remember with my therapist, she wanted me to do the DSM test. Mm. And I am not a fan of those tests at all. Because yeah. back when I was in school, like either I would get a school project done the day it was assigned or wait until the very last second to do it. Yeah. Yep. So when I was taking all the DSM tests, like I wanted to be like, I got to ace these, I got to do perfect. <laughs> and after I took all the tests, she was like, yeah, no, you don't have ADHD. And I'm just like, you're hyper focusing like, on the test. Yeah. Exactly. I spent four hours taking these tests in one day. And she kept saying, God. do you want to take a break? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Jeez. And so I was just trying to do the best that I could. And eventually, like after talking to her and something I'll talk about with you guys is um, I have a disorder called neurofibromatosis. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very long to pronounce and difficult. So we can call it NF for short. Okay. Okay. And, Appreciate um, it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a 50 to 60% chance that if you do have NF that you have either ADHD or a different type of learning disability. Oh, Interesting. So it is a comorbidity. Oh, that was we were talking about this before the episode of whether or not there was like a comorbidity. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Which is why I'm super surprised that when I was younger that my parents didn't recognize any of my traits or like go get me tested for it. But I guess it's that whole I was masking my yeah, entire yeah. life. And so they didn't really find a reason to. But mm-hmm. now it all makes sense. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. You go. I also think that like when you're a child, especially if you're masking, um, ADHD is, is the standard for like diagnoses are these like hyperactive boys. And I think if you're not a, I think it's very hard to be diagnosed as if you're female and especially like when you were like the age of a child that was like the heyday of of you know ADHD is just in little boys and people thought you grew out of it anyway and not a lot was understood or known about it so I think Mm -hmm. there's been some what we hope I guess like kind of growth in the medical community of understanding it but I think back in the day like when you were younger 
it definitely would, they're probably just looking for those hyperactive little, little boys and seeing that. So they probably, so I, I'd love to give your, your parents and your healthcare providers the benefit of the doubt is that like, maybe we just didn't know enough about it. But it's also twofold where you can still, you know, be disappointed. That, yes. You know, yes. You can also, yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially if you have a comorbidity. Right. Right. You know, like with Elena, our guest that we had on a bit back, she had grew up with Tourette's and so right. that's like an obvious comorbidity that I feel like they were looking into that anyways and then right. she did get diagnosed with ADHD but she's also in middle school very hyperactive yeah I guess that's and destructive true. okay um. <laughs> uh, Priscilla I want to know what you were like in school but then I also we're gonna have you explain NF after but now that we've brought it up I kinda, I'm very interested to hear about it so yeah yeah why don't I just want to hear about how you were in school and then maybe you can kind of give us a little spiel about NF so it's probably better to start with the NF because that okay. definitely like has a lot to do with how I was in school. Um, okay, so perfect. with the neurofibromatosis, I was diagnosed at the age of two. Oh, wow. And at first, like the first doctor, my parents, because this was back in 1991. So a very long time ago. So not much was known about this disorder then. And the first doctor my parents took me to swore that I had elephantitis and my parents were freaking out um, because I had a tumor growing on my leg and a tumor growing in my arm. And then they wanted to get a second opinion. So they took me to another doctor and that's when the doctor properly diagnosed me with this disorder. Mm -hmm. And so with this disorder, benign tumors grow under the skin and a lot of the times they're inoperable. And then there's something called the plexiform neurofibromas, which grow from nerves and they're pretty complicated to remove. So oftentimes you can't even remove them. And when I was about six years old and I, so when I was two and I got diagnosed, I was actually uh, given a leg brace. So Mm -hmm. from the ages of two to 18, I wore a full leg brace from the bottom of my foot up to the top of my thigh and I couldn't participate in sports. So I've never taken a gym class in my life. And I think that's where that like lack of hyperactivity Mm. came in because I wasn't running around. I couldn't run around. So I, as a kid, most of my energy came out more of just like a, in the way that I spoke, like I would never shut up as a kid and (laughs) I would talk everyone's ear off. (laughs) And I was also very, very imaginative. So Mm. I would set up my beanie babies around in a circle and everybody like had a husband or a wife (laughs) and and just like creating these elaborate stories with all of my beanie babies. So I think a lot of that had to do with me having the ADHD and just like this super hyperactive mind. And that's, Mm. I'm combined type. So I have the super hyperactive mind, not necessarily physically, but I'm also can be very inattentive. So I think that lack of being able to be mobile as a kid definitely didn't help the situation of me getting that diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. And like since from the ages of six to 14, I think I had over 15 surgeries. Oh my God. Yeah. Like now I have a plate in one leg. I had a bone transplant when I was six years old. I have two rods in my other leg. And so... I was definitely confined physically. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, a absolutely. Question: uh, the bone transplant was it was it a bone marrow transplant or a bone transplant? 
literally bone transplant. So they took bone Whoa. from my left leg, yeah, which was my healthy leg. And yeah. I broke my leg when I was six and they were like, you know what? Let's just remove that tumor. And the bone was also bowed. So like, yeah, I couldn't walk straight. And they were like, let's just remove that unhealthy bone and replace it with healthy bone. And so they literally just like took a chunk of bone from my, my tibia from my left leg and put yep. it into my right leg. Whoa. That's crazy. That's yeah. And this was back in the 90s. And I'm just like, science right. was even wild back then. Yeah. Jeez. I have... I have more questions, but we'll, we'll be here forever. Yes. I just, I'm going to look, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to look it up later because yep. I'm interested in the, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to look it up later. Okay. It's Continue. fascinating. No, it's truly fascinating. And so with me having the NF as a kid in school, I was definitely very quiet uh, because I wore the leg brace, definitely self-conscious growing up because mm. I was different than everybody else. And so that kind of just led me to really be the lone wolf always in school, mm -hmm. uh, elementary school. I had a decent amount of friends, uh, loved, I loved school and I still do love learning to this day. But once I reached high school, I honestly started to hate school just because of one, the people there who were all just really mean oh and yeah, I bet. two, just learning to the curriculum that my state wanted to was not one that I was adapting to that well. And I got decent grades and everything, but it was always a struggle for me. Like I had to bust my ass to get really good grades. Mm -hmm. And then I realized now that that's not normal. Like to a lot of people, they're just like, oh, like it's so easy to remember all these calculus equations or chemistry God. things. And yes, I relate to that so hard. <laughs> it was such a struggle for me to try and get bees. But once I started learning like the things I wanted to learn and dropped out of college four, three, four times, I don't remember. Nice. Yeah, um, at least you're consistent, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then once I just really started to learn the things I want to learn, I realized that I still do love to learn. But as a kid, I struggled with it because it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to be doing or how I could learn. Yep. Mm -hmm. Especially because it sounds like you do go into very deep hyper focuses. And when you're in school, especially elementary school, but then middle school too, you're always switching classes, switching subjects, blah, blah, blah. And you aren't really given that space to like find something you really love and then like dive into that for a few hours right. or a half a day or whatever. You You're know? also a no child left behind kid. So oh. they were like taught, you know, we're, we're all educated to take a test basically. Cause that's the American school system folks. Yeah. It's just like, not oh, it's set awful. Up for our brains. Definitely not set up for ADHD brains. Yeah. But also not really no child left behind was like detrimental for all brains. Oh yeah. That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Where were we? I feel like you were on a roll. Did I interrupt oh, you? Oh, because you... Uh, <laughs> no, we were talking about how once you do love learning, but you just oh, had to figure yeah. out which... Oh, yeah. What you liked about learning, which yeah. subjects you liked. Yeah. So what subjects do you like? Like what sparked your interest? And I guess, what are you doing now? Um. So back in school, when I was in high school, I remember my senior year because I had taken most of like the core classes they needed me to take. It was kind of just like a... I could take whatever I wanted to. So I remember I took a zoology class, which I oh, loved. Cool. Nice. And like I had to take basic English and there was an economics class I had to take, but all of my other classes were art classes. Nice. So my senior year was great just because of the fact that I was just 
taking a photography class, taking a ceramics class, oh. fine arts. So I really had fun with that. And that made it pretty, That's cool. pretty easy to finish off high school. But then I went to college for photography for a couple of years and realized that I'm not I had trouble connecting to people and making those connections that you need in order to succeed in that industry. Mm. So I dropped out of that. And then I went back to school a few times for uh, elementary education to become a teacher. And I got up until like I had two semesters left and I had a really shitty breakup mm. and moved ah. back to a different state. And I was like, this is a two and a half hour commute each Ooh. way oh to get God. to college. And I'm like, you know what? I can't keep doing this. So I dropped out once before we I broke up with my ex at the time. And then I went back to school and was commuting for a year and a half, I think. Oh and then eventually I was just like, I can't keep doing this. And also goes no. back to like the whole school system is pretty uh, fucked up. Yeah. My allowed to curse? Oh, uh, please. Okay. please okay. Yeah. <laughs> curse as much as yeah. you want. Okay. And I just realized how fucked up the school system is, especially because I grew up in the New York, Connecticut area. And mm -hmm. just like the whole teaching by the book and all the state exams that you have to teach. And not, yeah. and yeah. being a, like, I went to a few classes where I was doing student teaching. And just to see the kids who were either had autism or ADHD or any sort of learning disability, how one teacher punished the kid for not being able to sit still and put him in the corner. And oh I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. It's just like, I know that I would be able to make a difference in teaching children, but I still, there's rules that I would have to follow. And mm. it's just not something that I can see myself doing. So I dropped out again and then back this March, this past March, I actually started studying to become a uh, clinical pet nutritionist. Oh, cool. And cool. so that's what I've been doing for almost a year now is to nice. get out. Yeah. That's so cool. And I'm doing that at my own pace. It's like a two and a half year program online. Hmm. And I'm given all the material I need to read and like the homework I need to do. So I'm really working at my own pace right now, which is cool. exactly what I need to do. Nice. And it sounds like you're really self-motivated for this subject specifically. So it sounds like you're able to kind of like keep yourself going with the coursework. Yeah. And also I kind of want to just prove to myself that I can finish something school related. Oh, so oh, I'm yeah. just like, you can. We believe in you. You <laughs> just had to find the right you thing. You just had to find the right thing. Exactly. Yeah. And with teaching, you know, if you're not like diehard passionate about it, pull the plug pull yeah the plug. like yeah I also feel yeah. like teaching you have to be like extremely organized yes I was always the flustered one and I yeah it's very obvious when you have ADHD and other teachers don't it's it yeah it's so much executive functioning especially being a classroom teacher no I mean yeah. I was a speech therapist so I had like a big caseload but I never had 35 kids all at once looking at me <laughs> like, oh, right and I'm sure you still have to do a bunch of paperwork and just yep, like so much regularly just progress updates. And that can be so much to handle. Yes. Yeah. Constant work. Yeah. Well, I think you, it sounds like you're on the right track now and it sounds like you're following a passion and that's super cool. So are you going to be like a dog nutritionist? Or cat. Like, or cat. Sorry. Cat. Like, do you, because uh, what it, kind of job? Do I'm you your do first that? customer. Guy called Dibs. <laughs> yeah. I want to know as I kind of want to book you as well. <laughs> well, that's definitely something I want to help people on the side. But the big thing that I'm doing with what I'm studying is I'm actually starting my own business with it. And I will be uh, 
selling treats like dog treats, but cool. with, I'm taking everything I'm learning on what is good for a dog and eventually cats and kind yes. of creating this whole, I want to create a whole empire yeah. essentially of not just pet treats eventually, but I have a friend who's training to become a dog trainer. She's also neurodivergent. And nice. so I'm encouraging her, hey, you got to finish your training so that you can then join and, and just be part of this giant empire of taking care of animals in a way that isn't like going to the store and buying Purina and some food that's shitty for your dog or just Wait, like finding how a bad shitty is trainer. Purina? Mm. Is it bad? It's not great. <laughs> Well, our sponsors are going to be very yeah. offended. Wait till Purina hears <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, as someone who just bought like a big thing of Purina wet food for uh, a little kitten, little Jean Ralphio. If it's wet food, then that's better. Wet food okay. is the best kind of food you can be giving your animal. Okay. But with like everything that I've been learning is I started making my dog her own homemade food and kind of what triggered it is her. We got her when she was... Eight, no, was she eight weeks old? She was either eight or 12 weeks old. I forget. And she constantly had stomach issues, was always throwing up. We were taking her to the emergency vet once a month at least. Oh my God. And then I was like, I got to do something about this. So I changed her diet. I make her homemade food now. And she's Dang. the health, she's the healthiest dog in the world. I can't even make food for myself. I know. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you make her? I dog set for a dog once where the guy would make his dog like homemade meatballs and put vitamins in there and everything. Oh, she every so I make her two weeks worth of food at a time. So that way I'm not in the kitchen every single day. It does take me like three hours to do. Wow. But it's one of those things that I'm passionate about. So yeah. it's something yeah. that I don't mind putting the time and effort into. But her latest meal was rice with chicken. And in the chicken, there's like chicken, chicken hearts, chicken liver. And this is all coming from a vegan. So I'm <laughs> over here cooking her food. Right. Uh, there's a bunch of vegetables, fruits that she can eat, uh, kale, calcium, oh. all that stuff. So she, I'm she like getting hungry it. right now. I know. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I kind of want your dog's food. Yeah, it's 100% edible for humans. It's, mm. There's nothing in there that's just for dogs. So every time I make one of her foods, I'm like, this smells really, really good. I would eat this if I wasn't <laughs> vegan. Um, yeah, what a but like, dog. I yeah. want that for my dog. Yeah, and my cat eats raw. Okay, okay. You and I need to talk about this later, but like, because Snickers has a lot. She's on this special food because she has a lot of food allergies and it has like extreme reactions to the other cat's food. So we have to separate them. But I was kind of thinking about like, what if I, what if we just put everybody on? I know grain free is really big in the cat world, the grain free diet. Yeah. But I just do what my vet told me do this certain kibble so she gets a certain kibble and we've we've been okay since listen i can say so much about feeding your cats dry kibble so i won't really get into it but we should definitely talk about it okay yes. she gets wet food too she's she's get a lot she also gets like a prozac once a day too so we split it no we're kidding <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, cat's on prozac too oh <laughs> cute maybe you can make like a a dog and cat like a cookbook with oh with that would be meals. i would totally I buy that. See, that would be awesome. Yeah, there's so many ideas like stemming out from this business that I'm starting. That's really cool. Okay, so when are you starting and what's the name of it? We'll have to do, I was going to say a fake ad, but this time it'd be a real it'd ad. It'd be a real it'd ad. Be kind of fake. And slash a follow-up episode. Us doing it, but it'd be a real, yeah, it would be yeah. a real ad. Well, it's called Ro. Uh, I named it after my dog. Her name is Rory. 
kind of after Rory Rory Gilmore. Gilmore? Yeah. Okay. Wait. Row as in R O E R O R O. -O. Oh. Yeah. With the little I don't know the name of it, but there's that that little like accent. That's the straight line. So it's R O with the accent on top of it. Period. No. No, Umlaut the dots. Uh, Ah. I don't know. You don't need to know. Straight line. And it's a slow progress. Like I still work full time and I try to do work on it whenever I can. I started working with a business mentor, which has been really huge and helpful wow. for me That's because I know there's a lot of stuff that I don't know how to do. And so working with him has been immensely helpful. We meet once a month and he kind of just tells me, where are you now? And just gives me the next steps to do so that so nice. I'm kind of working at a reasonable timeline. My goal is that by early 2024 is that this is going to be my full-time career. Nice. That's awesome. I believe in you. Exciting. I know. I believe in you too. Exciting. Thanks. It's one of those things where like, once I did get my diagnosis, it opened up so many doors for me and made me realize that nothing is impossible. Motivational speech right here. And like, it, it's just been amazing to feel accomplished and recognize that if I didn't finish all my tests that I wanted to do that week or even that month, that it's okay, that I mm. am mm. not necessarily rushing through this. I'm like, I'm so inspired by your story. I know you talked about therapies, but are you for ADHD specific? Are there any like therapies or treatments or anything that you have tried that's worked or that hasn't worked or what What was the process of like treatment for you? Yeah. Um, so I am currently seeing a new therapist, not the one who diagnosed me with her. It was more of behavioral therapy. So DBT. And while it really helped me be able to come out of my shell more because something like this is not, I would never imagine doing something like this a couple of months ago. Oh, really? But, oh yeah, I, used to be like up until a couple months ago, I was super shy. I did. I avoided talking to people. I never would have imagined going on a a podcast, but I feel like she allowed me to be able to come out of my shell. And that's amazing. And I did try EMDR once and that was just did not work out for me because really that was pre ADHD diagnosis. So that wasn't even on my radar yet. So I'm wondering now if it would help, but right now I am seeing a therapist and they are a trauma therapist because of just all the shit that happened in life. Oh yeah. Life can suck. And so that is really helping me for regarding ADHD. I don't really do therapy for that besides I do take medication for it. And um, that has immensely helped me on focusing throughout the day and Mm. being able to recognize certain patterns. But overall, I think a lot of it is just talking to other women with ADHD. Like I'm in a discord group of women with ADHD constantly on Reddit. And I'm just like listening to you guys and any other podcasts that I can reading articles online. So that's really where a lot of my ADHD therapy comes from. Nice. A community. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing a great job of finding Adorable. that community. Yeah. All right. Oh, we do want to hear, I guess, a couple of uh, the hardest aspects of your ADHD and then also your biggest ADHD strengths. 
So I would say I have them all written down. The list is very long, so I will narrow it down to a few. Let's hear them. Definitely the RSD for me is pretty bad. And Mm -hmm. it's also one of the reasons why I am in trauma therapy is just because I have that constant like rejection and that fear of rejection. And that holds me back from truly being who I want to be or making genuine connections with people and also interpreting things the wrong way is something I definitely struggle with. Sensory issues are a huge one for me. Uh, And the biggest one is the uh, auditory for sure. And I actually work as a dog groomer. And there are days that dogs will be barking all day long and it just literally just makes me want to chop my own head off by a certain oh, point. And I don't know how you do that. My dog, just my dog barking all day. I literally have to go and scream into a pillow. I'm oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's so overwhelming. Product placement. I got those loop earplugs. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of those. Oh, my God. They're incredible. I love them. Yeah. And so you can get a different couple different kinds and they have a new one. But I got the one that's like experience. And it just like doesn't make everything go silent, but it just takes that edge off of everything. Mm. And so I wear them at work all day long and it's just amazing. Nice. And you probably have to be able to like hear somewhat while you're doing that job, I'm guessing. So you wouldn't be able to just wear like noise canceling headphones. Exactly. Yeah. So I used to wear listen to music, but then just... That also was that with like that, I needed to hear what was going around me. I needed to listen to the dogs, make sure they're not getting stressed. Mm -hmm. But once I got those earplugs, they just really kind of just take that edge off and allow me to be able to focus also on what's going on just in front of me, because I would be the kind of person who can pick up every conversation going on around me, Mm -hmm. even if I'm just working on my own dog on the table and it would just become overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like with sensory issues too, it's a lot of it is textures for me. Like I cannot stand certain texture. I cannot touch cotton balls. They just <laughs> really? me out. Oh I God. Hear that a lot. They're squeaky yeah, and it's just like, oh, oh they're they squeaky. The, it gives yeah, me the goosebumps. Like rubbing it to get in on oh. itself. Oh, just the thought of that. It's like, the worst. <laughs> yeah. And like, I agree. <laughs> Foods too, like textures of foods. I can't do certain foods. So I think that's a huge disadvantage. Not not disadvantage, but like just one of those traits that I'm just like, oh God, no. Um, The constant fidgeting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The constant fidgeting. I'm always fidgeting. Even like when I go to sleep, like my feet have to be fidgeting Mm. and like it can piss my husband off sometimes. (laughs) It's like, stop moving. And I'm just like, I can't help it. I have to. And I I think the other one that I'll mention, oh, this is a huge one because it kind of ties back into my business is option paralysis. Mm. And I think it was last week I was trying to buy these like, because one of the products I'm going to end up making is going to be animal crackers for dogs. And so I was just like looking up cookie cutters and I ended up spending two hours trying to figure out which cookie cutter I wanted. I just kept clicking. I think that's time well spent. I don't I don't see any any problem with that at all. (laughs) I'm happy with the ones I picked out. So that's okay. But like, there you go. I could have also spent that time doing something else. But I spent two hours trying to pick out one cookie cutter. (laughs) (laughs) I relate to that very much. Oh, that's too funny. And then I think there was an you asked the other question. Oh, yeah. My greatest strength. Greatest ADHD strength. 
Okay. To end on a good note. My crisis mode is, mm. I feel like it's fantastic. So if there is something going on, going on around me, some sort of emergency, I am the first one to just jump in and take action. Kind of a sad story, but uh, last year I was working at another salon and a dog ended up passing out on the table. And Aww. I was salon manager at that time. So the second that I heard that something happened to the dog, I just went straight into action. I am CPR certified for dogs. I was just about to ask that. That's so cool slash grace yeah. we should learn. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really important to know these things. Even if, if you don't have kids and you have pets, I think it's super important to know basic first aid for your animals. But I jumped right into action, started doing CPR on this dog. And everyone else around me was kind of just like freaked out about what was going on. And so I ended up with this woman. I'm like, go grab your car. We're going to take your dog to the, the vet, the closest vet. And unfortunately, the dog did pass away while he was in my lap. And I kept doing CPR on him. But it was one of those situations where like, I knew that I had to jump into action and just focus on what was going on. Nothing else around me mattered at that time. And yeah. so it, it was just made me realize that I am so good under crisis. Mm, and then, great strength. yeah. And then I think that another strength is that once I have a goal in mind, I get it done. And it's mm. not necessarily at the pace that I would like to, but it's just, I stopped saying the word dream. Like I have a dream that one day I'll do this. Instead, I just replace that word with goal now. And it's mm. just like, I have a goal. And so that makes it seem like I can achieve it. And it's not just something that I'm thinking about. And being able to do that allows me to hyperfixate and focus on that situation or that subject in a good way. And yeah, that's a it's great allowed reframe. me to, yeah, it's allowed me to start my own business now and just realize that this isn't just a dream. I'm a neurodivergent woman, technically a woman of color because my family immigrated here from Brazil. And oh. I am a disabled woman. So like I have all of these things that a lot of people would be like, that's going to hold you back. But I'm not letting any of that hold me back. And it's kind of just I need to prove a point to everyone that I can make it despite having all of these things. Mm. Can I add uh, another thing that you should be among all these things is a what? motivational speaker because I'm so, I'm so inspired. <laughs> yeah. I feel like natural. I need to do something, you know, with my life. <laughs> super inspirational like I I think this is great and I'm so glad you're on our show to talk about you know all the hurdles you've overcome yeah I do love you your attitudes about ADHD yeah, yeah. Every, anyone can go through anything like anyone can do anything they want to do as long as they try and realize that there doesn't have to be a time limit on anything that you do mm, it's just right. work in a way that works best for you I think that's so important for our listeners because I think they're very much is like you go to school so you can go to college to so go to college, go to a career. And then once you get a career, you have to start like house, family, life stuff. And like that is just not everyone's life plan. That might be like a couple people's life plan. But I think it's never too late to learn. It's never too late to have a career change. It's never too late to do something that you love. And yeah, and on the other hand, I do feel like we also put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be like instantly good at this thing or instantly right. have this huge career that we started yesterday and now it's huge. And if we don't reach that, then we're like failures. So right. yeah, I do feel like one of the most important things we can work on is 
exactly what you're saying, Priscilla, of like accepting that you're going at your own pace and it's okay if it's not the pace that we think it should be or that others want it to be because, yeah, I feel like that's what gets us to abandon things if we feel like we can't like get it done quickly right. or if we don't like live up to those expectations yes that we put on ourselves right it, they're crazy they're like crazy expectations. crazy <laughs> like who do I think I am <laughs> and I think that's was my biggest struggle growing up my entire life and I know we briefly talked about this uh in the email I told you guys but this month I actually have seven months sober um, congratulations thanks and I think that Growing up, I set these expectations up for myself, and I don't think I can blame anybody but myself for it, but I set up these expectations and thought I had to be a certain person, act a certain way, and that led me to drink and use drugs for a huge portion of my life in order to fit in, in order to feel like I am part of society, and it got to the point where it was super detrimental to my health and to my mind and just to everything. And I think that getting sober and staying sober has helped me really grow also and accept who I am because I would drink, I would do drugs because I didn't love who I was. And Mm, I thought that I was weird and that no one's going to accept me. And so once I realized I don't need that, I was able to truly start coming out of my shell. And I honestly love who I am today. Oh, oh, so I love who you are today. I know. (laughs) Yeah. You are so inspiring. Like, what a journey. The fact that you were, I mean, we do, uh, we, I know we kind of talked about like trying to fit all these things into this episode, but Chris and I were chatting about how we do want to kind of do a whole different episode about addiction and substance use within yeah. ADHD. I think because- I just texted you today like of course we can talk about addiction and I want to but now but I feel like we have too much to talk about and maybe we'd have you on for like another separate episode. Yes because I was gonna say I really want to like dive into the subject deeply with you because the fact that you were able to like quit those things because I, I just saw a TikTok the other day talking about how with substances for neurodivergent people, we're not really consuming them to get like high the way that people normally think about it. We're kind of doing it to just reach like a feeling of like normalcy almost within ourselves. Right. So it's like quitting quitting a substance that you're using all the time to kind of like feel like you can function for the day. It's not like you're quitting getting this exciting high. You're quitting like this thing that's helped you get through every single day. Yeah, exactly. That's a hundred percent what it was for me. And Mm. I would love to be able to talk more about it on another episode if you guys wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 If you wanted to come back and join us again a little bit down the line, do another episode about that. That would be super cool. We'd love to hear your perspective on that. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. Yeah. I I always say that to ADHDers on the podcast. They're like, I would say literally anything yeah. on here, which is how I feel also. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's what you have to do in order to be able to make true connections with people is you have to show that vulnerability. Absolutely. And I, I do feel like that's why people connect with our podcast because we are very vulnerable. We're, for- we <laughs> share our highs and our lows. Yes. And there's we're a better, lot of lows. better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> we're honest and raw. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for this episode, right? And yeah. then, so next week, listeners, we're going to have Priscilla on again to discuss her hobby. Don't tell me yet. I okay. want it to be a surprise. 
Yeah, we'll do our just we'll do our just our sex just sags with Priscilla. And yeah, and I I didn't know Priscilla if you had a bird of the day or I have I have one in preparation. I do preparation have one. Eight. I don't know how to pronounce the second part of the name, so I am going to message that to you guys. Okay, because I do not want to butcher it. <laughs> That's fair. Dyslexia is a thing. Yeah, I I hear that. Real quick, while you're doing this, I should just say that uh, all the bullshit of follow us on Instagram. Where's the phone? Oh yeah, yeah. Find our. You, you can email. You can us get us on all the socials. Watch out for polls. They're posted usually on Mondays. Sometimes no. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not. Sometimes um, I forget. Uh, you can easily remind me. And you can find us on the Facebook group. We got lots of chats going on there. A little pocket of community over a kind of a bigger pocket of community. It's growing. It's growing. You can, we're most active on Instagram, I would say. Yeah. Uh, we post a picture that goes along with every episode. And then you can always email us at weirdsofafeather at gmail.com. And do you want to talk about Kofi Coffee? Buy me. Uh, oh, yeah. We have a Buy Me a Coffee account, and you can go to coffee.com that's ko-fi.com slash words of a feather and you know throw us like 50 cents or whatever to keep this horse train going. i'll take a nickel <laughs> yeah I would, take, I would also take a nickel you know um, yeah and and that's totally optional any donations go straight back into the podcast because uh, obviously we do this for free yep um and it, basically we're just trying to save up money to get a, a podcast editor yeah so i don't have a to sound editor it. yep so um, we can focus more on research and less on edit, uh, sound editing. Yes. I do have a question for you guys. Sure. Yes. When's your merch coming out? Oh, my gosh. Ah. That's another. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. This is one. We have lots of goals. Not dreams, but goals. Goals, yes. Perfect. And I think, yeah, once we get a sound editor, that's another thing we can look into. Yes, because then I'll have much more time. More like, time to set stuff. up like a, an actual official website. Okay, do you have any merch ideas for us, though, Priscilla? I was thinking some stickers. And I know that question was for Priscilla and not me. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> well, definitely stickers because every single one of my water bottles, all like 20 of them, are <laughs> sticker bombed. Okay. But okay. you guys need to make hoodies. 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 Like hoodies before t-shirts. Okay. Okay. That's right. fair. Because I mean, you a crew love neck or a good hoodie? hoodie? Okay. I love a good hoodie. I like a crew neck. Sometimes I feel trapped in a hood. Or but sometimes you want the hood. Yeah. I also like the I guess we could do options. We could have options. Should we have like quotes on them or should we, what should we do on them? Maybe like little, just like woof in the corner. I feel like I want to, they should be a bit weird, you know? Oh, sure. Right? Sure. Right? Sure, like sure, a, sure. A quote on the back and then just like, you guys need a logo. You guys need a graphic designer to just like come up with this crazy ass logo for you guys and then just could be a logo with a quote on the back that's right. fair that's that's actually a really like good idea. idea all right yes going on our list of goals a list of goals yeah so yes we definitely want to do that we want to get a website up that goes so we can sell merch and stuff and in yep. a patreon these are all goals that'll, be, that'll all be coming i feel like in the next few months yeah yes. i think we, we think, I think it's reasonable. we've got a couple 2023 is a big year for us oh yeah hold on to your socks yeah 2023 wolf is taking over yep um but before we caught out on this one priscilla do you have any social media or oh yeah well, actually people can find you what, yeah you business? should promote your business yeah what are Absolutely. your, what are your so my Insta I don't use much social media. My Instagram is potato socks. That's oh right. yeah, that's yes. right. Potato and socks. so where that comes from is potatoes are my favorite food. 
<laughs> and then toe socks are just an awful concept. So I, I just marry, I marry the two together. So we got potato love socks. Love and it. Then oh, I, I see. Now you're wondering you see? about potato socks. Okay. <laughs> it's all coming together now. It is. Gears and are turning. Yeah, it's the weird in me. Like I try to find like weird ways to combine words. Potato socks. I do have an Instagram for my business up. There's only one post right now, but definitely follow it. And as I create my products and there'll also be tips on there, pet nutrition tips, uh, just in yes. general, dog facts, things like that. And that one is row, R-O underscore dog treats. So awesome. Oh, okay. We will be following you. Yep. We will put that in the show notes so then other people can find so that. So listeners, you can find her. Yep. Go follow Priscilla and her business row. Awesome. Oh, exciting to learn from you. Yeah. Oh. All right. Okay. This bird. So I it just looks this... like it looks like Willow Parmesan. Yeah. Pa Who's Willow there's Parmesan? Jean Parmesan. But there's a T after there's the a P, and there. I'm just like, I don't know how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> tar tarm again but i guess in pterodactyl there's it's pt right and you just that's you say it as a ah, t right so is it tarm again you Willow might be right i didn't I listen to the call i literally just googled weird bird calls I love and it. this but one came up same. so i'm just like let's just use this one all right okay. i've got a video okay priscilla why don't you be the first one to imitate it give you the freshest go One, two, three. I don't know if any of us were it's close. A, not even a little bit, but <laughs> it sounds like a marble bouncing down the stairs. Almost. Right. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like very guttural. <laughs> One day we need a professional bird caller to come on the show. Just embarrass us Just forever. To, yeah. <laughs> Listen, right. any ADHD ADHDers out there who know bird calls? Yes, you're right. There's gonna be some duck callers out there. We need some training. Yeah. Yeah. I keep talking about that. How we should like secretly learn how to be like do a really good bird like call. one bird it out one day, but burp, we never do. Burp. <laughs> That's my bird. I can do the bird call with my hands. I can do that one. Oh, you can. Ooh, let's hear it. Hold on. Piggy, stop. Nope, it's not gonna work right now. <laughs> I, I, I promise you, I can usually do it. I appreciate I the episode. I think you're lying. 